1: Adi Oladipo here. Thank you so much for downloading Fight Night Extra. A reminder that I'll be joined every single Monday live on TalkSport 2 by Gareth Davis to dissect all the latest from the world of boxing and MMA. 2021 is set to be a huge year for boxing, both in the UK and abroad, and we'll have you covered every single step of the way. If you can't join us live, make sure you subscribe to the Fight Night podcast channel to ensure you don't miss an episode. And while you're there, you can also check out some of the other great boxing programming the likes of Fight Night, Fight of My Life, and the boy from Brownsville, the Mike Tyson story.
0: Good afternoon,
1: if you love your boxing and you love your MMA, then this is the show, obviously, for you. This is Fight Night Extra and myself, Gareth a. Davis. Sorry, myself and Gareth A. Davis discussing all the latest from the world of boxing and combat sports. Look, big show today, including Inoue's brutal knockout, and it was... Over Das Moranis so, Inoue for me Look up there Pound for pound number, number two Or number three Really is And we'll look back On that press conference Between Deontay Wilder And Tyson Fury And Tasha Jonas Will be joining us On the show as well Big news Coming from the World Boxing Super Series This is Final Extra Here on Talksport 2 Laga, laga, did I have my
2: like Sprague? I had to get caught, I was feeling parra. Oh,
3: body shot was an absolute sickener. I don't think he can recover from that. I don't know how he got up, and he's down again, and that is it. Neoya, in
4: a way, does it again. This guy is a monster. Oh, big right hand there, Travis. guy. Silva. Oh, Chávez! Silva says, "Come on, let's go. What do you got? Give it to hey. me, Chávez. What do you got?
1: Hands down.
4: Oh, good body shot. But that's from how he hard. lulls guys in the counter shots. That's how that's he lulls nice guys. That's how he did it in the UFC. That's how he's trying to do it right now in the boxing ring."
3: Congratulations to Deontay Wilder for finding his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Before the last fight, he was comparing gods, and we know my my God won. So, congratulations. And after all his bloodshed stuff, not so certain heard it all before to be fair said all this last time decapitation and bloodshed and all that and we all know what went down there
0: we might
1: need an extension on this show today so much boxing happened over the weekend uh stateside i don't don't even know where to start let's start with a new way just because i think they called him the monster he really is and he decapitated das marinas with those body shots didn't i mean he, he literally collapsed him in half 118 pounds i mean yes there's, there's casemiro and you know him fighting denier now looks like it's going to happen he's, he's, he's almost unbeatable at 118 pounds i think
5: absolutely and he's a three-weight world champion remember eddie mm-hmm. um great to be on the show as always great to um, have you gareth <laughs> um you know the 18th knockout in 21 fights he's one of those people eddie who's got incredibly freakish levers and you know, until he gets a proper test um, in terms of, like you say, like the likes of Joel Casimero, these are the kind of guys mm. who are going, you know, Michael Desmarinas had a decent record coming <laughs> into this. So did Jason Maloney. So did Nonito Donaire. So, I mean, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, Donaire we know is a legend in the sport, only Mm. after Manny Pacquiao in the Philippines. And obviously, that was a unanimous decision um, over 12 rounds in November 2019. Um, And Donair is one of the all-time greats from the Philippines, in my view. So... You know, those are the kind of fights you want to see him in now because he's already a three-weight world champion. He's an extraordinary character. It's brilliant that he was fighting in America. Um, yeah, he is just off the charts for me, an incredible, incredible fighter. But it's those freakish levers he's got. Mm. He, he just sees the openings. He sees the body shots. Um, and once he hit him with that first body shot, I don't—I couldn't see the fight going on. No. He was in so much pain dust, Marinas. Straight to the liver. He knows... He's like a... He's like the worst surgeon you'd ever want to operate on because he'd be straight into your liver, wouldn't
1: he? He just knows where it is. It's almost like he's got the red dot and then it, it's like he knows exactly where he's going to land and he lands. And I, I kind of wonder, Gareth, is the only thing that beats him is, like you mentioned, a free weight world champion. Is it going through the weight classes? Is that maybe what catches up with him eventually?
5: Yeah, but he's already doing, like you say, he's, he's not a big guy. He's already doing this two weights above where he was naturally as a very young man mm. it will be there'll be a limit yeah. there's weight divisions for a reason there you know certainly he is. ain't gonna knock out no heavyweights or middleweights put it that way yeah we'll never see him in against a canelo because he'd be lifted <laughs> off his feet by those punches but he really is an extraordinary talent and i agree with you he definitely inhabits one to three, pound for pound. And there's an argument that you could take him even higher.
1: Yeah, there really is. I mean, some people will sit down and look at his resume and say, okay, one second, he could jump number one or number two. He really could make that argument. Look, so many fights, as I said, over the weekend. Uh, The WBC middleweight champion fought as well, Jamal Charlo. He fought against Montiel, took all the way at 12-round distance. Fun fight, I thought. I thought Montiel. Montiel's as tough as they come. If you don't... If you don't nail these guys to the ground, they will just keep on going. And I think Jamal Charlo uh, saw that through the fight as well. It couldn't really get rid of him and this montiel just stayed in there for the full distance.
5: Yeah, Charlo, Charlo, the, Charlo is a... He's a guy who hasn't made it big in terms of the mainstream. He's a fantastic person as yeah. well. And I think he's one of the, can be or could be one of the growing stars in America. Mm. He needs the right matchups now. I think he needs to be taken abroad a little bit. I'd love to see the British public see him as yeah. well, by the way. Um, but yeah, great guy, brilliant fighter, got stars all over him for me. And a brilliant performance against Montiel. Yeah, absolutely.
1: I have to ask you about. Um Another guy who, look, 13 defeats. He's almost like our very own Derek Chisora, the guy I'm going to mention next. Always in tough fights. I think he's been on the wrong end of a couple of decisions, and that's Gabriel Rosado, who got almost a knockout of the year so far in his fight. And it's fantastic to see Rosado get a big win, just because, again, he's been unlucky. I thought he might have beat Danny Jacobs in his last fight, didn't get the decision. He's been over here against Martin Murray. Maybe some people thought he won that. He's always been on the wrong end. And finally, he got a big win at the tail end of his career. I love that about Gabe. Never gives up.
5: Absolutely. And like you say, you're right to mention it because people like Gabriel Rosado need to be... We, we, we you know, at the moment, for the last three or four months, we've been dominated, haven't we, by the, 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 the incoming and the outgoing in the heavyweight division. Mm. And I think you're, gra- you're right to mention him from the weekend that he deserves putting up there on a pedestal for his achievement. Like you say, he has been on the wrong end of a few decisions. Um, but I, I, I the thing is about Rosado... I think like you say uh, was it 13 26 wins 15 knockouts 13 losses one draw um, What a crazy the, um, record <laughs> it, it's a crazy but his <laughs> but his knockout of Bektemir Malukaziev um uh, on on Saturday night was an extraordinary uh, thing to do and obviously Malukaziev came in with an undefeated record as yep. well at the time so 7 and 0 so no credit to him like you say the Jacob's fight um, you go back other fights over his career, William Monroe Jr., um, Joshua Clotty. Yeah. Uh, who he's got a victory over, you know, David Lemieux, who he lost to, Jamel Charlo, he lost to, Peter Quillin. He went on that streak mm-hmm. of, I think it was five losses and two wins at the time. And he lost to to Golovkin William Monroe, well. Martin, he lost to Martin Murray, Jamel Charlo, Charlo Peter Quillen. Um, and David Lemieux, all in that sequence mm. but he wasn't, wasn't he's undaunted, he is a proper tough warrior who I think I'm really glad you mentioned him because I wasn't he wasn't even on my radar for the show but you're absolutely right to mention him.
1: Yeah, Um. so we've gone from a tough warrior here and look, I think anyone that gets in the ring is a tough warrior because it, it, it's, it's no joke this sport but Julio Cesar Chavez Jr, I mean it's sometimes you look at when seniors watching him and he's almost watching him with his eyes closed like oh no, this can't be my son no way what's happening he fought the MMA legend one of the best to ever do it Anderson Silva in a boxing match and lost I mean I, I don't know what we say to be fair Anderson Silva looked really good had really good hands and we've known that I'm watching him in his UFC but um eh, disappointment for Julio Cesar Chavez again another disappointment
5: yeah I mean look um We all know what happened when he fought uh, Saul Canelo Alvarez. Mm. he, He didn't look right. He didn't look up for it. People have judged him ever since that, based on that. His father, let's not forget, Julio Cesar Chavez Sr. This is the guy that has filled the Azteca Stadium with um 140,000 people <laughs> in the past yeah a man with 115 fights and 107 wins 86 career knockouts crazy one of the great legends mm. of mexican boxing and let's for- not forget along with football along with soccer it is the national sport of mexico is a multiple time world champion in three weight divisions um, he was the Ring Magazine pound-for-pound pound, um, champion uh, f- for, 90- for between 1990, I think it was, and 1993. Mm-hmm. He's an extraordinary man, extraordinary fighter. I've met him many times. Never spoke English, of course. Um, you know, he's late 50s now, and he still loved the man from Ciudad Obregón, Sonora. Um, so, you know... It's that thing where he had a massive name to live up to. Yeah. And in against Anderson Silva, tricky head movement, lovely footwork, the clips that have been put out on social media have only shown Anderson's brilliant moments when he's making Chavez lunge on the ropes. Yep. But I was delighted for it. I know Anderson, I've known him very many, many years, and I was delighted and really enjoyed watching that because that was a true great crossing over yeah. from one sport into another ball. sport. Unlike some of the other things we've been talking about recently, you know, with, with Logan Paul, Jake Paul, the YouTubers. So it's a different thing. And I was delighted for Anderson Silva. And there was absolute delight with yeah. him and his team afterwards getting the uh, the points victory.
1: certainly was. I mean, you mentioned YouTubers. We're going to talk about that later. And this is obviously yeah. some big news coming from the YouTube world. We'll quickly end on this one before we go to the break. And that's the Fury Wilder press conference. I and mean, I was eagerly waiting for it. I was watching it on the top ranked stream. When waiting for it. It was delayed 40 minutes while taking taken long uh, to get to uh, the venue. And then in the end, apart from when he went on the podium, didn't say anything. Uh, what did you make of that? That Was that a case of, look, I'm not going to win the verbal battles of Tyson Fury. Nobody wins the verbal battles of Tyson Fury. So why have it? Or did you expect a bit more from Dion Tawad, especially because of all the accusations he's labelled at Fury since that defeat back in what February 2020?
5: Well, we'll go into a full analysis of it, it, won't we, in the next section. But weirdly, I had a precursor to that because I was on a Zoom call with Deontay Wilder about an hour and a half before the press conference. About an hour, hour and a half. Yeah, it was. It was eight o'clock in the evening here. And Deontay was there with his team, with the Premier Boxing Champions media crew and so on. And it was very weird because he was signing boxing gloves. There were a few of us chatting to him. He really was monosyllabic. Mm. He didn't want to answer questions. And we got pilloried by Shelly Finkel, his co-manager, obviously known Shelley for years and years and years. Shelley worked with Mike Tyson all those years ago. And we got pilloried, actually, for not checking in with him a bit more over the 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 the, the period, yeah. For that period, I mean, I was—I had my sources at the time. were saying that the that the arbitration case wasn't over. I knew that they'd gone for final summary judgment. They hadn't had it, so it was still pending. Um, but Deontay, I think, feels that the world let him down. And I think what he's doing—and I know we're going to this more—he's getting mentally. He, he's getting mentally ready for a guy that really beat him up, mm-hmm. and so. Um, it's a very, very interesting situation, frankly. But I, I, we'll talk more about it, um, about the entire press conference. But that's the policy took. It's going to be very, very interesting in fight week.
1: Yeah, it really is going to be. Remember that fight, July 24th. We're not that far away from it. what's that five weeks where we are going to see Fury Wilder number three. All right, you'll listen to Find It Extra here on TalkSport. To remember here every single week to discuss all the latest from the world of boxing and MMA. If you have missed any of the show, we'd like to listen again, then just check out our podcast over at TalkSport.com under the fight night banner home. What Garafe Davis said there up next, we are going to go in a bit more depth about that Wilder Fury free press conference. Yeah, I want to see
0: us on TV and the news. I got to prove. Yeah, me, I'm got to do. Wilder, who's been down, who's been absolutely
3: pommeled, and the towel comes in! The towel comes in! Tyson Fury is a winner in Las Vegas. Jay Reyes, he throws in the towel. Tyson Fury has done the remarkable.
1: My mind is very violent right now. And revenge is all I see.
3: Heard it all before, to be fair. He said all this last time. Decapitation and bloodshed and all that. And we all know what went down there. These two are not foregone conclusions. They're two banana skins, to be honest. It shows how weak of a mental person he is um, and how much of the the beating from the last fight has taken an emotional, physical effect on his life.
5: I take full ownership of it, and this is why we're here. July the 24th, it's my turn.
1: You heard it there, the date July 24th for the trilogy fight between Deontay Wilder. Should me get it right, actually? Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder, champion's name first. This is Final Extra here with myself, Adi Oladipo, and Gareth A. Davis. Uh, With the fight taking place on July 24th in Las Vegas, recently Gareth and Adam Cattrell spoke to Fury and asked him what he thinks about his opponent i never had an opinion on him because I don't know him as a person.
4: I only know him as a fighter and I don't have a personal relationship with him. So it's not for me to judge the guy. I'm sure he's got a lot of stuff going on in his own uh, mental demons. After being undefeated your whole career, 43 fights, and then getting absolutely smashed to pieces, it would do a lot to one's mind, I'd say, for sure. Um, I suppose you have to make up excuses in your own mind to convince yourself why this happened. And that's what he's done, which is not really my concern. Um, as to judge him as a human being, I don't know him personally. I'm sure he's a top bloke, but I only know him as a as a opponent, as an adversary, a worthy one. that. do you believe he really wants this? Well, he's he's definitely taking the fight, and hopefully the fight happens. You know, I'm never I'm never 100% anything's going to happen until we're in the ring. I've said that many many times, and been proven right many many times. So you know, until we're in the boxing ring, we'll never know what's going to happen. It's a lot of time between now and the next fight. Do I really believe he wants it? Of course he does. He wants his chance to get his belts back. He wants a chance to earn a hell of a lot of money again. And that, that's what people do, don't they? That's what they want, they're interested in. He's trying to put that right wrong. That's, that's what we do in life. When we do something wrong as humans, we try and make it right. Or well, at least if you're a decent person, you do anyway. Anyway, if you do a lot of wrong and then you don't care, then you're obviously not a good person, are you? Deep down, you're a piece of shit. So as decent human beings, when we do something wrong, we try and make it right again with our with our only our, the ability that we have to do it. So Deontay Wilder's coming again, and he's going to try and make that wrong right. And that's it. Good luck to him. I wish him all the best in training, and uh, hopefully he comes to the fight in one piece, injury free. We get a good challenge. You know, I always hope for my challengers to be on their best best performances and give us me the best challenge because I've been traveling the world for thirteen years trying to try and find a man who can beat me, and I haven't found him yet. So.
1: You know, good luck for all. Oh, I love that last line from Tyson Fury. I've traveled the world trying to find a man that can beat me. And he's right, he has traveled the world. He has fought abroad. And that's one thing I think we need to give Tyson Fury a lot of credit for. A lot of a lot of fighters want to stay within their area, don't really want to come out of that. Tyson Fury will go to someone's backyard and fight and win. That's one thing he certainly does. Tyson Fury there speaking to Gareth A. Days and Adam Cattrell. Gareth, that was before the press conference, wasn't it, there? That those conversations with, with Tyson Fury. Again, Gareth, looking at that at the press conference, um, Deontay Wilder saying nothing, Tyson Fury almost doing the role of two people, right? Playing Deontay Wilder at one stage and answering his questions and going back and forth with Malik Scott. What can we read into that? Is that just, again, Deontay Wilder just saying, okay, you know what? We're not going to get too emotionally involved like I did last time. Or is there something going on behind Deont- going on going behind the scenes with Deontay Wilder, which makes him want not want to really do these face-to-faces and these press conferences with Tyson Fury?
5: Well, as I said, I spoke to him um, with a group of other people prior to him going out there, making his statement about, you know, the, the, the heads will roll and bloodshed will be found on July the 24th. That was his only statement. Then he put his headphones on and didn't want to talk at all during the press conference. Then they had that six-minute stare down mm. with nothing said all, apart from Fury saying, you know, um, I'm the bogeyman and you're the bogeyman <laughs> and, and you're going to get me in front of you again. Fury trying to get in his head. Um Deontay Wilder is feeling very aggrieved. Um, on the conference call, he brought up the fact that he says, he accused, he alleged that Tyson Fury is a drugs cheat. Yeah. Um, he has said lots of things about the gloves were wrong. He said his water was tampered with in the ring. He's building himself up. <clears throat> Not only is he aggrieved about what happened, he's building himself up mentally for a guy who got up from the ground from his biggest punches Um, in December 2018 in Los Angeles and fought him back in the last round and arguably won it. And then put a battering on him in the seventh round and took him by surprise, put him on the back foot that no one's ever really done before, apart from Luis Ortiz for about a round and a half in New York. I was there that night and Luis Ortiz put him on the back foot and then he knocked him out with that incredible uppercut, if you recall. Mm. Um, So Deontay Wilder is in a different... Place than he's ever been before. He's never had to come back like this in 43 fights. So, um, he's building himself mentally. Um, he took the view. It, he looked a little bit like a man sulking a little bit. Yeah. But I don't. I think he'd uh, decided to have that strategy, not say too much, and not engage, and not have Tyson Fury in his head when he went back to training camp for six weeks. I think it was sensible. It wasn't the best way to promote the fight but you listen to tyson fury speaking to adam and i there after he'd done a zoom with us all as well and done the press conference that he spoke to adam and i just for the press conference he's on point with everything he says agreed and i said to him are you taking this guy seriously because at the end of the day he's fighting a guy for a third of the money he would have got against anthony joshua a guy who he believes he's beaten twice on points, even though it was a draw, the first one, and actually beat him and stopped him in the second fight. <laughs> Would he knock him down two or three times? So I think Fury mentally seems on point, And I know his team are concerned that he doesn't let this slide because he thinks he can go in there and batter this guy again. But let's just have one caveat. Deontay Wilder knows that big left hook and that right hand can knock anyone out and he only needs to get near enough, and he only needs one opportunity. So he's still very dangerous. I am really excited about their trilogy fight for lots of those reasons.
1: 100% so am I. I was, like most people, livid, upset, angry. Can't think of any other words to describe my feeling when AJ Fury got canned and moved on. But I'm so on board of this one Uh, very quickly before we hear from Joe Joyce who's got a big fight coming up against Carlos Tacam, obviously Tyson Fury made some changes to his camp in the lead up to the second fight right? bringing in Hill Stewart and and Andy Lee Um, Deontay Wilde has done it now taking on a former foe Uh, very good friends with this man obviously Malik Scott uh, who's look I mean Malik Scott is a, is a proper boxing encyclopedia. He's been in every single camp, has been sparred. He's been spar, chief sparring partner for every single heavyweight in the last sort of 15 years. What do you make of that, uh, Malik Scott joining the camp now?
5: Well, it was funny, wasn't it? Because at the press conference, Tyson was re- um, Fury was reminding him that he perforated his eardrums <laughs> yeah. twice in sparring. And they got into that a little bit and they had a little bit of a row about it. Look, it's a good move. Malik, I've known Malik years and years and years and years. He knows the nuts and bolts of the industry. He's not a resounding renowned trainer, but he's the right man for Deontay Wilder right now. You can see they're busting the right shapes and the moves in camp. Mm. Deontay's using his jab more, which is really important. He's got a fantastic jab when he uses it. By yeah. the way, we saw that in the past. So in in the odd fight, um, but um. I don't know. Jay Diaz has taken a back seat. He's still in the camp. who has been his trainer for years and years. But overall, I think it's a good move. Listen, if he wins, Malik will be seen as a genius. If he loses, he'll probably find someone
1: else. Yeah, he calls himself the odd man. So he'll probably call himself the odd man if they lose anyway. Um, Let's hear now from another heavyweight who's fighting on the same day as Deontay Wilder, sorry, Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder, that's Joe Joyce, who was hoping to get the Alexander Usyk match, obviously Alexander Usyk looks like he's going to go on and fight Anthony Joshua, he's fighting Carlos Takam, let's hear now from Joe Joyce who's been speaking to TalkSports very own James Savundra.
2: I mean it is slightly frustrating because you know I was in, well I am in such a good position but you know I had the potential of um, fighting Usyk and that's obviously fallen through now joshua's going to fight him so it changes things a bit but i needed a good opponent so i've got um Takam now so i've got something to work towards and um a great fight to to fight and i'm really looking forward to it what's the thinking with takham because it's no gimme he's yeah. somebody who's going to give you a really tough test we've seen that down the years with some of the people he's taken on and taken all the way yeah I, d- I think it's um you know he's definitely a challenge and it's going to be a, it's going to be a hard fight but i think it's something that i can overcome and you know i want to be in the ring with these uh with these kind of guys and i'm on the verge of a world title so I need to stay ready and get um and also as to as to my name i've i've only fought good oppo- uh, you know good opponents so um it's uh it's something I can sink my t- teeth into
1: yeah, Joe Joyce there speaking to James Avenger, The unbeaten Joe Joyce, Olympic silver medalist A lot of people thought it was a gold medal winning performance Against Tony Oka back in uh, the Rio Olympics in 2016 uh, It's going to be Carlos Takam We've seen Carlos Takam over here Very experienced, um, experienced, strong veteran It's a shame that it's not Alexander Usy That would have been a, a, a fun fight to see A rematch of uh, the amateur fight as well But Carlos Takam is a good name for Joe Joyce I think in this, this trajectory he's on up into a world title shot
5: name you know he'd been knocked out by Derek Chisora hasn't he that brilliant knockout Derek's last amazing performance um you know Fort Anthony Joshua busted his nose up didn't he and gave him a difficult night uh in Cardiff as a late replacement for Kubrat Pulev two and a half years ago so um yeah it's a good opponent for Joe Joyce I I'd hope he doesn't give him too many problems because I want to see Joe undefeated, of course, mm. brilliant as he was against uh, Daniel Dubois back in November. Um, so, yeah, it's 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 onwards and upwards. And, you know, not only for Joe Joyce, for Dillian White, for Daniel Dubois, for for these guys, they've got to keep treading water and be ready for world title fights mm. because... You know, at the moment, Anthony Joshua looks like we haven't had a f- fulsome announcement of it, the official announcement for, um, for, for I don't know if I can call it White Hart Lane. It's the home of Tottenham Hotspur anyway, yeah. September 25th for, for Anthony Joshua and Alexander Rusick. Um, so all these guys are, are treading water and I think it's a good opponent for him because we'll be able to see the comparatives
1: yeah what a great night of boxing it is as well by the way I mean you go from Joe Joyce to Carlos Takam then you go to the heavyweight card that's got Frank Sanchez versus F.A. Yeah. Jagba Hellenius versus Kalnaki, and then the big yeah. one uh, Fury versus Wilder I mean if you're a heavyweight boxing fan July 24th you should have that rubber stamped in your dates of things to do alright you'll listening to find It extra here on Talk Sport 2 next up we'll be chatting to Tasha Jonas about the women's super series which has been a
4: Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
6: My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments, right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences, whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets. Tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com tapiphone tap iPhone.
5: It's been something we've talked about since our inauguration, and it gives me great, great pleasure, and us great pleasure at the World Boxing Super Series to announce season three, The Women, the super featherweight
0: oh good body
3: shot again oh blood yes. to the nose left hook to the body and yes. terry harper has yes. won yes. by stoppage she retains her wbc super featherweight yes. crown and she was brilliant tonight all oh, right that's a really good straight
4: big straight left back there
3: right hand high to the head followed by the left hand and down she went she's just pushing the gum shield out to try and get some more air and jeff hines has a good look and
5: calls the contest though. we feel that this is the time, the right time. Women's boxing has never been this good.
1: It is fight night. Extra with myself, Adi Oladipo, and the great Gareth A. Davis. Um, look, remember, if you've missed any of today's show, you can always catch up with our podcast. Just search for the fight night wherever you download your podcast for access to all previous episodes. We're hoping to get on uh, Tasha Jonas. Um, look, fantastic fight! That was a fantastic fight. It really was her against Katie Taylor, wasn't it, um, Gareth? What a, what a fantastic performance! She's been unlucky. That she has, and those fights against Terry Harper and um, and Katie Taylor not to have come out of that somehow with a world title. But um, look, hopefully we'll be speaking to her about the Women's Super Series, which has been announced for a super featherweight tournament, which I think is fantastic for female boxing.
5: Well, I completely agree with you. And I know we'll talk about that shortly. But um, on the first thing that you asked me, I was live at that fight between uh, Katie Taylor and Tasha Jonas for all the women's uh, lightweight titles. And I actually scored it a draw. I think it was a very, very close fight. It was a nip and tuck back and forth no quarter given amazing advert for women's boxing arguably i think over 10 rounds the best women's fight i've witnessed live ever um i thought it was an extraordinary night jonas gave as good as she got taylor was brilliant and came back and was very resilient there's very little to choose between those two and i thought natasha jonas was correct when she was going into the fight saying I've improved a lot more than she has since the Olympics in Mm, 2012, Yeah, since they fought in the quarterfinals when the crowd, 10,000 of them, made the same noise as a jumbo jet taking off um, (laughs) or a rock concert. That's Apparently the decibels were that. Um, You know, it's brilliant that they've announced, uh, Wasserman and Sauerland have announced an all-women's world boxing super series. It may not be Wasserman and Sauerland, I may be wrong on that, but certainly Sauerland Sauerland, has announced um, uh, a, a women's... Uh, World Boxing Super Series at Super Featherweight, you rightly say, uh, for the first time. Um, Terry Harper being one of the champions, obviously, as we as we saw, the WBC champion. Michaela Mayer won at the weekend. She did? She's the WBO champion. Um, so if they can get all those women in there, uh, Maya Hamouchi is another one. Um, you know, Tash Jonas, if she could squeeze back down Two hundred and thirty pounds, as opposed to fighting at hundred and thirty-five at lightweight, which we did, which she did against. I I said we did. I nearly fought with her, and which Tash did against Katie Taylor. Then all to the good, and I reckon. I think Tasha will get down to that if she gets in that tournament.
1: I guess this shows the growth of female boxing because you think of a World Boxing Super Series and you think, okay, there might be maybe one or two good females in a division, but do we have the depth in order to kind of have eight females competitively going against each other like we see when the men do the World Boxing Super Series? And I guess the answer now at 130 pounds is probably, yeah, we do have the depth as well Well, to have a good tournament.
5: Well, imagine, just imagine that they say to Katie Taylor, can you get down to Superfeather? She'll get down. I mean, I don't know if she would, but Mm. the, the, the amount of talent coming through... Um, it's it's like I I said to you I, I revealed a, f- a couple of months back on the show you know um, this formidable businesswoman Susanna Schofield OBE has just become a promoter and set up this company Unified Promotions yeah. to start all women's cards in September. Fantastic. We've never had that before. Um, the, these are these these are the right moves at the right times because you know, we're seeing shifts in the sport. We're seeing more interest in women's boxing. The Olympics is coming up. It it will, the women's boxing in the Olympics, hopefully if it goes ahead in Tokyo with Caroline Dubois there uh, and Lauren Price and others, if it does come forward and it does happen, if it does come forward and it does happen, there'll be another tranche of interest from the mainstream, from the general public in it. So this is the right time for people like, Susanna Schofield to to set up all women's boxing like having Victor in America for all women's MMA because that grew Mm. Um, I think it's an amazing thing to be having at this time so um, onwards and upwards and it's brilliant that the World Boxing Super Series want to do an all women's tournament
1: Yeah look it's fantastic I mean look what it's done to the profiles of some of the men that have won those tournaments as well I think of and Josh Taylor and even Callum Smith and that win let's welcome a woman that I hope will be involved in that tournament she joins us now. And that is Tasha Jonas. Tash, um, are you going to be involved? I mean, th- there's no doubt you'd love to be involved in something like this, just in terms of competing against some of the names that Gareth has mentioned. Are you going to be involved? Can you get back down as well, Tash, to Superfeather? What are the answers? Um, Yes, yes and yes.
7: Yay. I'd love to be involved. There's no... There's no- no no one knows who's going to be in it. No one knows because there's there's no contract no one's contracted or anything, but I do know that I'd like to be involved, especially if the world title holders are involved as well. There's no point in kind of being in it if they're not. Um and yeah, I can get down to super feather. Super feather's always been me waiting. It was just I, I went up to fight somebody else. Um, but yeah, I can I can do the super feather and I'd love to be a part of it.
5: Yeah, I was just saying, Tash, how um you know, that with another Women's Olympics coming up, um, whether the, the interest will be generated again. You know, we've got Lauren Price and Caroline Dubois there. I was just mentioning, and I know that you're now taking part in her own boxing show. Susanna Schofield OBE has created unified promotions, is going to do all women's cards from September. It's it's You can see the developments, the building blocks at the moment of the sport developing all the time.
7: Yeah, I've always said we are moving in the right directions. There's just little teaming problems that, you know, we've still got we've still got a way to go. Um, but if you speak to the likes of, of Jane Couch, we've come a long way since Away, and rightly so. Um, but we just have to keep moving forward. I think we had had a good time um, with the fights being so, so, so good, people being matched really well. It's competitive. It's just as good as the men's, as we always knew. Um, but now's a great time it's, it's it's there and visible for people to see and that's what we always needed
5: is, is this the latest is this as big as the Olympics though to have the World Boxing Super Series want to do a women's tournament?
7: I think so it could be, it's got the potential to be I mean if you look at the likes of Josh Taylor, Callum Smith you know and Yusuf well, Yusuf was always a big name anyway but the others were quite you know they were well on their way to becoming um, world champions but you know, it changed their lives for the better. And I think, you know, that can be done for women. So you can put it on on a same a pedestal. And um, I think that things like that, that's what we need. And the fact that it's been spoken about and it's been you know, something that's come to fruition it just shows how how much the sport's
1: growing. Tash, I haven't spoke to you since um, that that performance against Katie Taylor. Um, look, I, I think you're getting better of age, Tash. I mean, you're honestly, it's like <laughs> fine wine right now. Honestly, some of the uh, performances in the last, especially the last two against Terry Harper and Katie Taylor. But mentally, Tash, where are you with that? Because like I say all these things and you know, the record books will say a draw and a loss. I don't think it is. I think it's a win and a draw. And I think most would agree with me. I, I think most have have you beaten Terry Harper. And I think even Gareth said right now that he he scored your fight against Katie Taylor a draw. So how, how do you deal with that mentally where you put in two career best performances and in terms of silverware, right, in terms of belts around your waist, you've got nothing to show for it?
7: It's tough. Um, but again, you know, I still, there's still bit of me Katie performance that I can I, I know I can still improve on. And and get better, and it just gives me more motivation to do that. Um, I think mentally, the sport's more mental than anything. Physically, your body can do anything it wants, but your mind has to be with it. And I think you know, it'll be it'll be the icing on the cake when it when it finals you get what you get them belts.
5: Tash, you know I've been around as long as the arc. Um, <laughs> and, and to... And, but but I wanted to say to you, I haven't had a chance to speak to you properly since the fight. I was up there live. I wasn't able to interview you afterwards because I wasn't in the COVID bubble. But it's the best women's fight, you and Katie, that I've ever seen live. It was an extraordinary affair. I thought you were amazing. I scored it 95 each, by the way, a draw. Um, me you... too. <laughs> <laughs> there, you
7: go. I don't, there you go. I don't know if well, I would have what... appreciated another draw, to be fair. So it's it's given me a bit between my teeth to come back.
5: But, but what I'd also add is you did an amazing interview with me on Zoom before you had that fight. And you said, I want to be at peace after this fight. It doesn't sound like you're at peace yet.
7: No, I'm <laughs> definitely not. 100% not. Um, I think peace for me, it'd be achieving what I came back in the sport for, which would be a world title and to be the best. And that's peace for me. And, you know, until I get that, I'll probably be boxing until I'm 53. But, um, (laughs) yeah, until I get that, I I don't think I'll I'll be peace. I'll have peace or be at peace.
1: Uh, Tash you mentioned at the top there that you know no no contracts have been signed yet for this uh, women's super series we know and rightly so that you know what you're worth and you want to make sure that you get your worth as well before you join the tournament uh do you you know anything in terms of dates what what they're looking to do do you know when this might this might go ahead
7: I I have no idea Uh, you probably know more than I do I just know that
1: it Gareth does um,
7: yeah it was an idea that was spoken about now they've got to get all everybody on board basically and it's it's deciding, you know. Obviously, everyone knows who the champions are, but then who are the others that are going to go in, and you know, do they do the the top ten, the top five, whatever it is. However, they're going to do the format and how they're going to choose the opponents. We we, we don't know. Um, I just know that I want to be involved. That's it.
1: No, honestly, yeah. and we hope that you are involved. I think I speak for myself and Gareth and everyone here at Fight Night Extra. We hope you are involved because obviously, look, your fights are very, very exciting. And like Gareth said, I think that fight against Katie Taylor is one of the best female fights I've ever seen as well. So well done, Tasha, on your journey. Let's hope you are in that tournament. Let's hope that you can bring some belts out of that tournament as well. Tasha Jonas, they're joining us on Fight Night Extra. Uh, really good, as always, to speak to Tasha. All right, up next, we'll be looking at Anderson Silva and that boxing win. Um, what next for Anderson Silva? More boxing events? Possibly. Tell him no waste my time. Waste man ruffling down my phone. Tell him no waste my time. No, no, no. Big no. shots oh coming Lord. from Silva. On yeah. Chavez in the corner, but Chavez looks unfazed.
3: Nice uppercut. Oh, nice. Chavez really bringing the action, being aggressive, starting
7: everything right now.
3: Oh, mm. big
4: right hand there. Chavez got Silva. Oh, Chavez, that's Silva says, come on. Let's go. What do you got? Give it I to way. me, Chavez. What do you got? Hands down. Oh,
2: good body but shot. That's how he
4: lulls guys into counter shots. That's how he lulls nice guys. Yes. That's how he did it in the <laughs> UFC. That's how he's trying to do it right now. In the boxing ring. We go to the scorecards for this eight-round matchup. We between UFC legend Anderson the Spider Silva and former world champion Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. When I start this camp training, I
3: talk to my coach, I i need you to do this because i love fighting boxing is
1: my dream for many many years and i need you to prove my respect for boxing Tell him waste my time. If it is I... finally extra here on talk sport two of myself adi oladipo and the great gareth A. davis anderson Silva, the legend the spider anderson Silva beating <laughs> beating julio cesar chavez jr um and look to those of us that have watched mma for many many years i mean that wouldn't surprise you as much because Anderson Silva's uh, some fantastic hands. And we know um, that Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. probably doesn't take the sport as serious as he as he had done in the past. But good performance from Anderson Silva, especially for someone that's in his mid-40s now, uh, Gareth. I'd I, I love to have seen, haven't seen that, I'd love to have seen Anderson Silva take up box and have a match in his 30s. would have been nice to have seen.
5: Oh, well, there was always talk about it, of course. You know, when he was at the height of his UFC career, when he was the pound-for-pound pound star, and he belongs in the the Mount Rushmore of great MMA fighters, in my view. Anyway, he's easily in the top five of all time, you know, along with the likes of George St. Pierre, John Jones, Randy Couture, you know, I, we, we could have a debate about this, yeah, but yeah, he's could, right up there. He's, all, he's the greatest knockout artist of all time in MMA, in my view as well, um, with yes. his feet, his hands. Um, but what was great was, was to see his... Um, at the IQ of his movement on Saturday night, where he wanted to sit back and do rope-a-dope. And, mm. um, you know, and he's a lefty, of course, as well. So he, he's brilliant in terms of the way he thinks because he's, he's Southpaw. I, I, thought, I thought it was amazing to see, and they really did celebrate it. And, and it's an antidote to people, and I know we're going to go on to YouTubers here again. Here we are. Our friend KSI has had a fight, and I was at it when he fought Logan Paul, and I celebrated with the stars that night and enjoyed it all. Um, and i say the stars that were there watching it, and there were an enormous amount of stars. So, you know, it was a nice antidote to see um, one of the legends feel coronated feel crowned feel blessed to have won a fight in a boxing ring against the son of a great great mexican legend in julio cesar chavez jr
1: no it was fantastic to see i mean especially in recent times when we've seen the likes of it and no disrespect to ben askrin i have that I don't know what you want to call it, against Jake Paul. It was good to see one of the MMA gods go over and show what he can do in the boxing ring. Um, but let's. I want to talk about Keir. Like you mentioned him there. Obviously, this big announcement in the early hours of today, actually, I think it was, this announcement that he's going to work with the Sowlands and Wasserman uh, to do his own boxing promotional stable thing now. What, what can you tell us a bit more about it, Gav? Exactly how is this going to work?
5: Well, I mean, I can't really tell you a lot more about it other than the... The the release that's come out, Addy. I mean, I got a I got a press release sent to me earlier this morning. Um, I am going to kind of paraphrase it for you, if you like. Yes, um, please. The, <laughs> well, look, we know that um, he's he's launched a boxing promotional company. Anyway, yeah. Um, we, we know that Wasserman um, have got into a um, situation with Sao Land, who a Uh, verified promoters for many, many years. Mm -hmm. Wasserman have been um, presenting and promoting, I think, 40 of the leading Premier League and world footballers. So um, KSI has literally joined forces with Wasserman Boxing and his management team, Proper Loud, they're called, which people will know about. They're going to create a boxing promotion company to stage the world's biggest and best celebrity and crossover boxing events that's what i'm being told so you know ksi has a massive reach doesn't he 34 oh. million combined subscribers across <laughs> all his social media challenge channels 8.2 billion views so you know he's fought joe weller he's fought logan paul so i imagine that he, sa- he is saying the quote from KSI, who's a brilliant guy, and I've interviewed him a couple of times. I think he's a brilliant businessman. I love the guy. Since beating Logan Paul, he says, I've been plotting my next move in boxing. Whenever I make a move, it's always big. And I'm excited, excited to announce I've partnered with the Sowell and Brothers Wasserman Boxing and Proper Loud to create my own boxing promotion. Get ready for some incredible events featuring the biggest names from the world of sport. sports. And entertainment. So expect some of the same. Mm -hmm. He'll sign some boxers, Addy, in my view. And he'll probably bring some of those ex-sportsmen, celebrity fighters, well-known people, so that they cross-pollinate, if you like, with the things that sometimes we complain about, sometimes we don't. But it's about evolution. I've told you the story about Jack Johnson fighting the guy that never had a fight in his life back in a Madrid bullring in 19... Uh, Seventeen or nineteen twenty, and there was a riot because people were unhappy. People will have their opinions about this. It's just the way of the world.
1: Yeah, it's just the way of the world. And KSI, I think, in the last sort of couple of hours, it looks like has agreed to fight a guy called Austin McBroom. And I, I can't.
5: Come on, come on, tell me who this is.
1: I wish I could. (laughs) 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 Absolutely not. Let's save it for next week. Save it for next week. when I've got, Google's open. I'll get KSI on on next week. I'll get KSI. That's a big one. You heard it there. Gareth and is going to get KSI on next week. Uh, Gareth, look, we've got a minute left very quickly. And look, we'll talk about this next week. But two big fights coming up this weekend. Uh, Lomachenko is back after that defeat and shoulder surgery. He takes on Nakatani. And Teofimo Lopez goes up a couple of weight classes to 140 pounds to take on Barrios. So good to see Loma and Gervonta, two massive stars in boxing, back at the weekend.
5: Absolutely. Yeah. Javonta Davis. um, Look, What is he? 24 fights, 23 knockouts. For me, he could end up being the number one pound for pound in the world. Uh, Barrios is undefeated. He's up at the weight division that Josh Taylor is the unified or undisputed champion. I think Tank Davis has the skills, the movement, uh, the power. Uh, the backing in Floyd Mayweather to to be the very greatest. His biggest enemy is himself Yeah. because of he has such a difficult background. Really looking forward to seeing that and a very important fight for Vasil Lomachenko after defeat last October to Teofimo Lopez. He never really seemed to accept it. He didn't get going early enough in the fight. I think against Matatoshi Nakatami, I will give him, to give him his full name. I think he's 19 wins, 1 loss. We are expecting a great fight. Points victory for Lomachenko uh, knockout for Tank.
1: Oh, I like it as well. And especially Nakatani <laughs> fought female Lopez as well. So look, that he's trying to measure and get a bit of a yardstick there. That's it for this week. Thank you once again for downloading the podcast. We'll be live again next Monday on TalkSport 2. And if you miss us, make sure to subscribe to Fight Night Podcast to catch up with all our other episodes.
6: My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along